You're listening to Unfiltered with Matthew Barnaby. No filter? You have no filter. That's <laughs> obvious. That's true. That's you a good thing. say whatever comes into your mind. Yeah. You don't really modulate your yeah. inner feelings at all. Yeah, you? it's a good thing for me, but it's a bad thing for water. The game is fuck, kill, Mary. The names are, I just I had Eric. Wait, Mom. three of them. Mom. Oh, kill. Mom. Kill. Mom, listen to the question. Now, here's Matthew Barnaby. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Uh, I'm Matthew Barnaby. This is Matthew Barnaby Unfiltered. Depending on where you're listening, I'm actually taking this pod west coast. Just got to Orange County and going to watch the first round of the playoffs for sure out here. Weather was just too bad in Canada where I live. So time to move the pod. Matthew Barnaby unfiltered to the West Coast. Orange County. Guess guess who I think I'm going to have dinner with as well while I'm out here. Adrian Maloof. Real housewives of Orange County. Yeah, I can't wait to hear all the train wreck stories that they had. Had dinner with her through a mutual friend last time I'm in town. Just an unbelievable person. So funny. And uh, absolutely love the show. Love the drama. Love how they just feed them alcohol all day long and, and create the drama. So uh, hopefully, maybe we'll have her on. Maybe we'll have her on the show when she, uh, the family is. Oh, they sold the Sacramento Kings, the brothers. Uh, they own the Palms Casino and are part owners of the Vegas Golden Knights. So there is a tie in there. Uh, my Twitter, Matt Barnaby 3636. Anything you want to follow on for the pod, anything NHL, uh, really anything uh, in life I like to get to on Twitter. I like to have fun. I like to have a lot of fun. Uh, Sirius XM, Channel 91. I'm on there every day, 4 to 6 Eastern Standard Time, talking all 31 teams. And we'll continue till July 1st, till we are crowning a Stanley Cup champion, and then free agency, and then I get to rest. Then, then I really get to sit back. I'm like a teacher. Get the summers off, which is nice. Also on iTunes, uh, you can find the, the podcast and at deanblundell.com, where I do everything, including blogging, which I've been a little lax lately. It's probably a little pissed off at me. That's all right. That's all right. Well, today's going to be a great show. A real, real good show. Really, really excited uh, for several reasons. Best time of year. By far the best time of the year. Weather starts to change, except for in Canada right now. I used to love coming to the rink, that first playoff game. It's so much different than any other time of year. When you you just try to battle, try, try to get through the regular season. Playoffs, you're generally excited. The fans are pumped. We're going to see towels. We're going to see so many different things from 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 different cities and franchises uh, that just make it electric. And I, I think that's the most exciting part is you know someone within a couple months will, will, will be a Stanley Cup champion and will be a, a repeat like Washington or will it be someone new that has never won a Stanley Cup before. So that's the exciting part. And it just gets amped up a bit. There's nothing like playoff hockey. I love football. Don't really like baseball. Not really a big, big fan of of basketball. But it's the one sport that, man, does it get amped up. So we're going to do our playoff predictions today. I'm going to set up each of those series and go through them. Uh, One of my favorite players of all time is coming on today. One of my favorites. Uh, We hated each other at the start. Loved each other by the end. And through the middle, had some ups and downs. But uh, 865 points this guy scored in 760 games. Was a six-time All-Star Hart Trophy winner. 
and a, a Hockey Hall of Famer just a few years ago. Uh, one of the best players to me to ever play the game. If I was going to build a hockey player, I've said this many a times, if I was going to build a hockey player, th- th- this would be the guy. I would just I would just take this guy, drone him, and he would be my guy. That's what I'd want to want to train from physique to talent to determination. Uh, he has it all. So real excited that he will be on. You'll have to wait. It's a tease. It's radio. You tease. You don't you don't give your guest. You you make them wait. We draw you in. So we will see him in a few minutes. Gotta talk coaches fired. Gotta talk coaches fired today. That's where we'll start already. We, we knew, I, I said a couple weeks ago, this could be the largest cleaning house of coaches ever that we've seen. And I don't know where the new coaches are going to come from. We, we re, retool, restock, however way you want to bring it. Uh, we're, we're going to see a lot of new coaches already within a couple days. Uh, Bob Bugner, my good friend, absolutely love the boogeyman, was a great player, great teammate. And is a great coach. Uh, won a Memorial Cup with the Windsor Spitfires. Went to Florida. Unfortunately for him, goaltending was not great. Uh, the back end didn't live up to expectations. They can score. They got a lot of great players. A lot of great players. Uh, anyone that knows Barkoff and watches them on a nightly basis, one of the great two-way centers in the game today. Uh, Huberto and Hoffman had a, a phenomenal year. So they have a lot of pieces. We expected them to be in the playoffs not and, and not at 7-8. We expected them to be in the top five in that conference. Did not work out. So Bob Bugner does lose his job. He's actually replaced as we speak. As we speak, Joel Quinville will be the new coach of the Florida Panthers. This is a DeanBlundell.com breaking news update. He picks a great spot. I know people in Buffalo wanted him. Uh, we know that he has won three Stanley Cups with the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, let go earlier and had one year remaining on a $6 million deal. So he moves to Florida. I think this is a really good choice. A team that hasn't had success. A team that is built for the future. A lot of great young pieces in, in that organization. Going to have to find a goalie. Is Roberto Luongo the guy going forward? We'll have to see. Fans were calling for Phil Housley's head. Well, they got it. You got, you got what you wanted. Jason Botterill, I think, a little reluctant in making this move. I have a feeling this might have been coming down from ownership because of, I don't want to say expectations, because expectations weren't high this year. They were to get better and compete for a playoff position. Unfortunately, they started off on such fire and at one point were number one in the National Hockey League. And... Were they as good as their record? No. Are they as bad as how they finished? No. They're somewhere in the middle. So I really think he was fired because of the way they'd lost. I mean, there were some embarrassing games in the last 15. I mean, embarrassing. And when the fan base, and you have to, you have to look at your fan base and, and not let them make the calls, but have a, have a pulse. And I, I thought he would be gone. The move is made. A lot of people thought that he would get to Thanksgiving next year. American Thanksgiving is usually uh, a, a time where we judge on where teams are at and, and where you're going. A lot of people thought that he would. I just thought with the fan base having played there, knowing that fan base, talking to people within it, that uh, he wouldn't make it. He does not make it. Let's also look for Bruce Boudreaux. Crawford in Ottawa. 
Murray obviously will be stepping down in, in Anaheim and finding, as he is the GM, he'll be finding a new guide to lead the charge out in Anaheim, who that will be. Look for the names of, of Sheldon Keefe, maybe an Ottawa man who coaches uh, the Belleville Senators, knows a lot of those young prospects that they have coming through, and it's a rebuild. So yeah, I don't think a veteran coach will be taking over that team unless they go with maybe a Martin out of Pittsburgh that could come back. And Jacques Martin obviously uh, was very, very popular in Ottawa, can teach these young kids how to play the the defensive side of the game, which is going to have to improve for a team that gave up way, way too many chances this year. Uh, They're going to have to solidify that on the back end. Desjardins out in L.A., we watch, and Hitchcock in Edmonton, we watch. So we always know if if you don't have success, um, there's the chance that they are going to move on from you. We've seen two lose their job already. How many more to come is yet to be seen, but I guarantee there are going to be a few more looking for work. So it's that time of year. Matchups. This is, this, is, this is when I get paid the big bucks. And when I say the big bucks, I don't get paid all that much. But, but this, is, this is what we do. And we predict what's going to happen. The races were great right down to the finish, uh, going down to the last games. Uh, not only to get into the playoffs, you look like Montreal and Columbus and Carolina, how they fared just to get in. You look at uh, certainly the divisional races, uh, whether it's the Metro and it was Washington and the New York Islanders and Pittsburgh battling it out. Uh, we look at uh, the, the West in, in, in the Central. Nashville ends up winning the division when Winnipeg led all year long. St. Louis only finished one point back of winning the Central Division. So they were left for dead half the year. Uh, certainly uh, a, a race. And, and I think Gary Bettman did an amazing job in the fact that we we complain about the three-point games all the time, but look how many fan bases that he kept in the hunt right till the end. Arizona, Chicago, Minnesota, right till the final days we're, we're battling for that final playoff position. And we saw the race with, with Montreal and Carolina and Columbus uh, go down right to the wire. So uh, he did an amazing job. I'd like to see the playoff format changed, but it was just extended. We won't see that for a while. I'd rather one through eight or even even my co-host, Steve Coolius. I got to give him credit. How good would this be? How good would this be to have a made-for-TV event where you slot them one through 16 and you have like the draft lottery. Instead, whoever finishes first stands up to the podium and selects who they want to play. Now we could do it in conference. We could do it one through 16. I'd probably start with in conference one through eight. You get to pick one of the seven teams you want to play. How about that for bulletin board material? How about that for setting a rivalry? You want rivalries. Fuck, that'll set rivalries. Tampa Bay stands up and they pick the Carolina Hurricanes. You don't fucking think Carolina's just going to be losing their minds? They think we suck? That's how you create rivalries. I love it. He comes out with some shitty ideas along the way. He does. He throws shit against the wall to see if it sticks. But I like this one. I do. I really like it. Cooley, great job. Let's let's get it going. How many people are going to tune in to that 
to see who your team's playing and who picks who. Great idea. Great idea. Let's start in the East. Tampa Bay Lightning. 62 wins. 62 wins in a cap era. Incredible. One of the best goaltenders in the league in Vasilevsky. Maybe the, the best decor as a group. Maybe the best defenseman in all of hockey in Victor Hedman. In what he brings to the table every single day. And they can score in so many different ways. Playing Columbus who just battled to get into the playoffs. I think this is going to be... I think Columbus finds a way because they, they're going to work hard and they're, they're off an emotional high. I think they might steal one at home. Maybe get one on the road. But they aren't going to match up against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Tampa Bay in six. Boston, Toronto. I bet a shitload. A shitload on this series. All Boston. All Boston. Boston has... I I give the edge on the back end to, to the Boston Bruins. I think scoring is equal up front. Although I think Boston has a deeper group and a better power play. I think in nets, they're pretty even. I wouldn't have said that at the start of the year because Anderson was MVP, MVP for most of the year. Slid down as the, the, the as, as they got closer to the playoffs. But I, I think in in all, Rask and Anderson are, are, are equal. Maybe, maybe the edge a little bit to Anderson, but he hasn't done it in the playoffs like the Boston Bruins have. I got Boston winning in six. Washington. Carolina. Carolina finds a way in. The Jerks. Find their way in. It's been, it's been a fun year for them. Exciting. With, with all that's went on, with all their celebrations and their storm surges, that's all done now. They mean business. But they are in the playoffs. And they're a fun team to watch. They're fast. They've got goaltending where they didn't think they were going to get it from McElhenney and, and Mrazek, who I think will start game one. Washington, defending Stanley Cup champions, are poised to make another run. They played their best hockey down the stretch here. Carolina was a good story. Washington is the better team, the deeper team, the more experienced team, and the more confident team. Washington in five. New York Islanders, Pittsburgh Penguins. I know we never bet against Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin, guys that have won multiple cups. Find a way when the team is decimated with injuries, and they have been all year long, whether it's in net, up front, or on the back end. This team has been decimated by injuries. New York Islanders, surprise team of the year. I didn't think they'd be a playoff team. Didn't think they'd be a playoff team. They finished one point behind the Washington Capitals in the Metro. Three points more than Pittsburgh. They're going to start at home. They're a north-south team that work hard. They don't score a ton of goals, but they don't give up a lot. This team this year was the best in goals against average. Only gave up 2.33 goals against a game. Barry Trotz factor. Robin Leonard factor this year. What a return for him. Nomination, by the way, for the Masterton for Comeback Player of the Year. Tough to overlook him and what he's done. and The mental side of the game and the physical side of the game. Took a one-year, $1 million deal to bet on himself. It panned out. New York Islanders, surprise team. I don't know if this is a surprise because they are ahead of Pittsburgh, but I don't think anyone would have said this at the start of the year. I certainly did not. 
I think New York Islanders are going to beat Pittsburgh. I do. I don't know why I'm saying that. Except for Robin Leonard has so much confidence right now. And I'm going on the Barry Trotz factor here. I, I don't think they are give up a lot. If they keep it tight checking like they did during the regular season, this team is going to find a way to win. New York Islanders in seven. Home ice advantage matters. Let's go to the West. Calgary Flames, Colorado Avalanche. Colorado finds a way to get in. What a what an up and down season for this team. They battled injuries as well. A lot of the young guys up front. Uh, goaltending, now it's Philip Grubauer's net. He's found a way to solidify that when Varlamov stumbled. Calgary's just been a team that I think we haven't given enough credit to all year long. Such diverse scoring. Very good defense. Giordano will probably win the Norris. We know the big guys. Johnny Gaudreau, Monaghan, Lindholm. I mean, we can go down the list of this team, and they just score. 107 points during the regular season. Calgary, I guess the only unknown. Who's going to start game one? I think Mike Smith does. I would start David Riddick. But I believe that it is Mike Smith to start. I'm still going. I don't care who's in net. The better team is the Calgary Flames. Calgary in five. San Jose and Vegas. San Jose had a average start. Very good middle. And absolutely horrendous last 15 games of the season. Vegas, acquire Mark Stone, and turns their team around. They have a well-rested Marc-Andre Fleury, who got hurt down the stretch, but will be starting game one. A much different look Vegas is since they acquired Mark Stone. He's just added and slotted everyone so differently Made this team very, very dangerous. San Jose can't can't be liking playing Vegas with where their game is, where Vegas game game is. Even though they start at home in the Shark Tank, a really tough building to play in. If they're going to win this series, Martin Jones is going to have to be better. Numbers are going to have to be better, and he is going to have to be the first star in the series if San Jose wins. In my opinion. I don't think he is. I don't have confidence in him. Vegas in seven. Nashville, Dallas. Winnipeg led the the Central all year long. We thought they were the best team. Came down to the final days. Nashville finds a way to win the division. That's a big, big break. You don't have to play the St. Louis Blues, who have been so hot, so hot, since they almost sold every piece of the puzzle that they had there. Jake Allen was the goaltender. Nothing was going right. Defensively, they were fucking terrible. And in comes Jordan Bennington and changes the series. Nashville over Dallas. Nashville's power play is going to have to get better. Arvidsson had a career year, setting a franchise record for goals. Pecorine on the back end is as good as anyone in the league. Their defense is as good as any team in the league. I just need more from the power play. I don't think they're going to need a, a great power play to beat Dallas. It's going to have to be at least average. They are a much deeper team than the Dallas Stars. Dallas is way too top-heavy. The only chance Dallas has in this series, again, the X Factor in hockey, Ben Bishop. Wow, was he great this year. 934 save percentage. They wouldn't be a playoff team without him, and they will not get to the second round if he is not 9 
34. You hear me? And those are those are Dominic Hasek numbers when he won a Hart Trophy. I believe he was 937 save percentage the year he won one of his Vesna trophies. Best of all time, by the way. I still hate him. Still hate him. But he's a fucking great goalie. Winnipeg St. Louis, last one in the West. Last one of the eight. Winnipeg struggled. They limped in. St. Louis came in flying. And if you believe in momentum, then you're betting the St. Louis Blues. If you believe in the better team, which I do, I'm taking the Winnipeg Jets. Kevin Hayes has been a very nice addition to this team. He has come in as a big center, created some offense, uh, but they have struggled. They, They have struggled. Going to get healthy. Big Buff is back. He's ready to go. And I just, I'm, I'm taking the better team. Even though St. Louis was a great run, Jordan Bennington is still unproven. And I got to go with the best team. I, I, I know they struggled in. I know they limped in. Uh, but certainly still, I am going to go with who I think the better team is. And that is the Winnipeg Jets. So I am taking Winnipeg in six. My next guest played 760 games, had 865 points, was a six-time All-Star, Hart Trophy winner, and lastly, most importantly, I, I could run down his resume because it's, it's honestly, it, it, it's so long, it's ridiculous, and it makes me feel really bad about myself, but, but lastly, Hockey Hall of Famer. One of my favorite players to ever play with, one of the ones I respect the most, and uh, if I was going to build a player, I said this earlier on in the show, if I was going to build a player, it would be this guy. Uh, welcome to Matthew Barnaby Unfiltered, Mr. Eric Lindros. Proud to select as first pick overall in the 1991 NHL Annual Draft, the General d'Oshawa, the Ligneur de l'Ontario, from the Oshawa Generals of the OHL, Eric Lindros. Eric, how are you? I'm good, man. How are you doing? I'm good. Are you in Toronto right now? We are. We are. Yeah. Uh, uh, here on a nice rainy day. Where are you at? Oh, I just flew into Southern California. I'm in SoCal all month. So I, I had to get out of uh, that Canadian winter. It was just driving me nuts. Well, good for you. Uh, how's the family? Everyone good? Everyone's good, yeah. You know, when, when uh, kids are at school and they're coming home healthy and uh, they're having fun, it's, uh makes for... Uh, Makes for a nice house. This is a much different Eric Lindros than I knew. Always, always great. Always great with my kids, um, <laughs> Taylor and Matthew. I, I, I remember Taylor yeah, at. Junior was. <laughs> I, I said I remember Taylor at, at uh, Halloween, uh, riding Bacchus around and just just watching you <laughs> you play with them. Uh, how, how old are your kids? And uh, j- just memories of playing with the New York Rangers as well. All right, uh, our guys. Uh, my oldest guy is going to be five soon, and our twins will be uh, four in September. Um, yeah, no, I remember that uh, Halloween, and, and uh, I remember your daughter being after games. She would be wide awake eating sushi uh, at, uh, at you know you'd be at the restaurant trying to get a quick bite in after a game, and she would uh, she was a real trooper. I mean, it was difficult in New York when people were all over the place and, and, uh, it was bit, uh, travel getting in and out of the city was uh, sometimes difficult. Um, but, uh, seeing the kids all the time. Also junior would have the best celebrations when he would, uh, score goals, both, uh, it was more so when we were in Dallas together, Barney, 
that uh, that your kid was just a real fire. He was he could really skate, if I recall correctly. He could uh, he could really uh, he could really get around the ice. So how's he doing in hockey? He's doing great. He uh, he was about five foot three till about seventeen years old, and now he's six three. Um, he, he literally looks like a skeleton. He's that skinny. He's like 170 well, pounds. He's grown a lot. In a, he's grown a lot in a short period of time. He is. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, so at least he stuck with it. A lot of kids are leaving hockey, unfortunately, because as soon as we're, I, I, in my opinion, we're having contact start like the body checking start too early before kids have hit puberty. And, you know, you know, you're not going to get everybody, uh, through but if, if you if you started contact later on about 14 15 years old i think it'd be a better game i don't think it's all that difficult to learn how to body check and learn how to uh, uh it's essentially uh you know angling which is which is what you want to be doing anyway both stick and body uh as a, as a good skater and as a good defensive player um but uh i think a lot of kids are, are being uh they're they're choosing not to continue to, to play hockey because of the the contact uh uh, beginning so early. Yeah, I, I agree with you because er- everyone hits puberty at such a different age, and I didn't. I didn't hit it till seventeen years old. And I'm playing guys like Eric. I'm guessing you. I remember watching. Well, we're the same birth year, but I remember watching you at tournaments. You were so much physically more developed than other guys, and, and my son's kind of along the same way, where he didn't develop till. Well, he's still developing. He's twenty years old, and he goes off to Penn State to play next year, but he still needs to develop, and he's going to take that up in the next level. So I actually took him out of of triple-A hockey when he was 15 for fear that he was going to get hurt. So I put him down a lower level and it was the best thing I ever did. Yeah, I'd probably touch the puck a lot more too. That's 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 the big thing. You can either sit on the bench as the 13th forward or 12th forward because everyone, especially yeah. in the in the GTA, the greater, greater Toronto area where, uh-huh. where you grew up playing, we know how insane it is there. Uh, I, I'm glad you went there with that because I was going to get to it later on and we'll get to your playing career, but um, you donated a lot of money. Uh, to concussion research a few years back. I know it's close to your heart. We both had concussions. We both dealt with uh, everything that comes along with it. Uh, just speak to that a little bit. Well, we're starting to make some headway. Um, it's challenging. I mean, it's uh, the, the landscape is tough. and People aren't used to change and, and uh, uh, trying to get school boards, uh, the school system on uh, engaged uh, and, and working in sync with the athletic side of things. And, and as well, a concussion affects much more than most, most concussions occur outside of athletics. Um, so trying to get all the groups that are affected to, to come together has been, uh, it's been interesting, but I think we're starting to make some headway. I think there's uh, uh, a little bit better collaboration, especially on the, uh, the, the marketing side or sorry, the, the messaging side. Uh, Rowan's law has been passed here in Ontario. That's going to really kick into effect. Uh, the PC government is, uh, is putting the best foot forward and, and promised to, uh, to really uh, unveil a, a, a great project with that. And it's, you know, a lot of it is just common sense and looking out not just for your own kid out there, but for us on the other side as well. Uh, respecting all games, uh, being, being thoughtful of one another, um, learning about the brain and, and looking for, for, uh, for potential problems. And, and really, just being safe. If if you if you predict something, or if you have a bad feeling, what's what's the harm in just uh, slowing down and, and and removing somebody from play? Um, they're going to be able to get out there the next time and, and go at it if they're uh, uh, you know if it was for precautionary reasons. Uh, but let's let's be safe on things and 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 put our best foot forward. So it's not we're not asking the world. Um, we're asking for a great deal of communication through the school system. 
we're asking for all the different athletic organizations to get together and to, um, you know, in their own way, uh, be uh, be looking out for uh, uh, for their players and uh, making sure that uh, um, the coaches, uh, trainers, uh, uh, managers, etc., that people are that people are aware and abreast of, uh, of what goes on. Unfortunately, because we're so far behind on the research side, it doesn't take that long to to to, to really get up to date on concussion. I, I believe that the video that uh, is going to be uh, unveiled. Uh, and, the, and, the, and the program uh, that uh, they want people to look at is going to be in the neighborhood of uh, an hour and a half. Uh, so an hour and a half of your day over the course, you know, of the course of the year isn't all that much to ask to, uh, to actually uh, kind of be up to date on, on what's going on. And, and hopefully the, the, the information that we're able to, to share uh, can, can grow and, 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 uh, uh, and improve as we learn more about the brain. But the research side needs, uh, needs a great deal of attention. It needs uh, the, the groups need to be working together. Um, get the collaboration up on that side and, and let's uh, let's promote some of these victories. Absolutely love it. I love it. I'll be promoting it all year long and uh, my whole life because obviously it's very close to me. I have kids. Some of the worst people are the parents in coaching uh, youth along the way is just know the the more rest you give them, the better they're going to be in the future and they'll miss a lot less games. Uh, Eric, great job on that. I know you donated a lot of money and uh, I know you're too humble to say the amount, but for everyone out there, it's, it's, it's a crazy amount of money that he did, and it, it means so much to him, so thank you. Uh, 1991, you get drafted first overall. You decide not to go to Quebec. Can you take us into that decision? Because uh, I, I probably would have made the same. I, I, I was not in that situation. I mean, you were, you were a prodigy since you've been a kid. Um, you oh, had- I, Matthew, I had nothing other than not wanting to, to play for, for, for a particular owner. Yeah, Marcel Obu. Um, I did not want to play for that, uh, that person. And, uh, um, you know, you, you, it may seem daunting at times, but you do have a right to choose where you want, you know, you, you, ha- you should have a say in what goes on. Right. Yeah. Um, so I decided to exercise that right. And, and then, uh, got into Philly and, and, uh, ended up playing against you all the time in Buffalo and, and, uh, uh, on the winning side, on in some years, and there's a couple in there that uh, that you guys uh, took care of us. There's one in particular that you took care of us in the playoffs. Uh, you guys always had a well, you had Dominic. You had a good team. You had a you had a team like you when you guys were winning. Your team was uh, um, was really gelled. It was gelled and balanced, and then you were getting scoring from all the all the lines, which is what you need when you're going to be any any team that's going to be successful is going to have that. So. Uh, you know, you had a, you had a good squad and then I had the opportunity not just to play with you in, in New York, but uh, we were, uh, we were roommates for a while. So that was, uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, and then again, uh, my last year and I guess your last year was, uh, was in Dallas. So, uh, um, yeah, we had, uh, we went from being, uh, foes. Uh, foes to friends and and had uh, had a great uh, great time along the way. It's funny. I'm, I'm going to get into that. I, I, bring bring us back to that when you did get traded in Philadelphia. I, I mean, you there couldn't be a guy better suited to be a Philadelphia Flyer than, than Eric Lindros. The 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 way that you played the game and it's funny. You talk about our playoff runs that we had. I used to give Alexei Zitnik. He used to play against you guys and, and match up against the Legion of Doom line with with Renberg and Leclerc. I saw Johnny last last week at a at a charity event. Such a such a great guy. But I used to after our games in the playoffs, Eric go up to Alexei Zitnik, who's just a great guy and, and a warrior the way that he played, and he'd go into that building, and you guys would match up against him. You guys get the red line, and, and for anyone that hasn't been to Philadelphia, it's the craziest fucking town for sports ever. 
And I would hug him after the game. I go, I don't even know how you're going to walk back to the hotel. I, I don't know. And he goes, Barney, j- just get me some vodka. I'd be, I'd be fine. I'd be fine. But <laughs> you guys would run him into the backboards, and you guys had about 800 pounds coming at him every single night. Uh, talk about that line and just playing in front of Philadelphia fans. Well, I was, was lucky the way it turned out. We had Michael Renberg uh, was drafted in the second round. He, he came in, so he came through the draft system. And then uh, we had a big trade where we got uh, Eric Desjardins and John LeClaire um, uh, in a a big trade from Montreal. Uh, Gilbert Dion was also part of that. Um, So we got got those three guys, uh, and it just seemed to click with Johnny. Um, I don't know. It just seemed to happen. We we started having a lot of fun in practice, and it would just uh, spill over into the games, and uh, Johnny could really, really shoot the puck, and he was strong on it. And it was uh, he was a better passer than people give him credit for. Uh, and then uh, he's physical, and, and uh, the same as Rennie. Rennie was a wonderful skater. He could he could shoot. He could pass. Uh, he was just he, he things just seemed to click. And uh, um, yeah, we we just had a great time uh, and enjoyed each other. And uh, I had a lot of fun uh, a lot of fun playing the game. We had a lot of fun at practice. That was, I think that's where everything starts is if you're getting along in practice and having a great time and you're start to do little, you know, little tricks here and there, a little plays and set up a few things and start to bond a little bit that carries over in the games. And then it just, your confidence just starts to blow up and, and uh, you feel better and better and then watch out. Here we, here you go. You, you, you talk about having fun in practice. And I really believe if you have fun in practice and, and you have fun together, um, jokes along the way, jokes on the road, whether it's in the room or, or, or wherever. Are there any good stories from that team, the the Philadelphia Flyers team, who I absolutely fucking hated playing you guys? Well, I shouldn't say <laughs> that. I love playing you guys. I just knew it was going to be a battle, and, and afternoon naps were a little tough. Uh, any good stories from that team that uh, people would want to know? Oh, geez. I, it's like any other team. There's a pile of characters in there. We had, uh, we had lots of interesting guys and lots of... Uh, uh, you know, Dan Lacroix was a great, uh, a great, great person to have. He was kind of a, he was an artist, really, a, a great hockey player, but also an artist. So every every day he'd walk into the room and there'd be something on the on the chalkboard that was just out of this world. There was a whole bunch of interesting characters. That's all. Uh, guys would hide fish in, uh, and 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 other players' uh, vehicles. And uh, uh, we had, uh, I mean, I how how would they do that? Line. How would they do that? Well, remember back in the day they'd have those. Uh, They'd have that, the infomercial for the plastic. Uh, it was, if you had a little cut, some sort of leather that they they had this plastic thing, so they would be able to cut out the back of a the back of a, a someone's car uh, into the seat. They'd cut out a little bit with uh, one of those uh, scalpels that you get out of the dressing room, out of the trainer's room, yep. and then they'd order that glue on on the uh, uh, on from the TV. They they call in and they'd play the, they'd buy that that glue that was on that infomercial. And uh, you shove the fish in and glue glue the seat back up. And uh, if you did it if you did it right and it was underneath, no one could tell you were in there. And boy, did that ever smell after a while. That was uh, a bit of that. Could could you get it back uh, out? Was, could you get it out? Uh, well, you never, not really, no. Because no. if you said something, I, I think the person that did it would have to. You know, you're saying that you're guilty for for one. You're you're part of it. You know it's there. So somehow you were involved to put it in there in the first place. So no, they they just kind of stayed. I think. Uh, Talk talk about ninety one Canada Cup. Uh, you knock out 
Oh, Samuelson, uh, Ruchinski out of the tournament. But just showing up there before you played in the National Hockey League game, you're, you're, you're on Team Canada with some of the greatest icons that ever played the game, and I include you in that group with them. But you were a young kid showing up. How were you uh, received from them? And talk about the experience. Well, I, I just felt happy to be there and and, uh, and had a chance to uh, uh, just to get out and to, to – to get going I, I skated a few times with some pro players and and was a you know i got to know them a little bit got some uh got some confidence and being around them um skated with Boris Salming one day and he i was so nervous to get out on the ice with all these guys in the summer i'm sure you know you, i'm sure you had that that one skate where you're playing with a bunch of pros and uh you know I, i'm sitting there on the bench and Bo- i think Boris Salming could sense that i was i was nervous and i had a brand new pair of gloves on and he he uh, he uh, he said he asked me if I if he could try on the gloves and uh, he put them on and he gave him a little stretch and he gave them back and he goes those are great gloves you're gonna have a great year <laughs> and uh, just kind of you know that little move that veteran move where it just kind of calms the kid down yeah you know it just doesn't really say a whole lot but from that moment on I, I just felt felt at ease and uh, yeah so no the Canada Cup was great I went out and was lucky enough to make the team and. Uh, yeah, uh, had a lot of fun with it. Anytime you can represent your country, it's a blast. You, you've done it so many times. The World Junior Championships, you guys won. I think you had 17 points in seven games for a power forward. Not not, not too bad. Um, again, uh, Eric Lindros on the line here. 865 points. Six-time All-Star Hart Trophy winner. Hockey Hall of Famer. Uh, I wanted to bring you back to that, that trade uh, when you were moved to Philadelphia. Uh, if you could just tell everyone who it was for, because it was astronomical and how close you were to coming, uh, or becoming a New York Ranger and what that deal was. Cause, uh, if, if you remember what the deal from New York was and how I that all played I, out. Uh, Barney, I don't remember the, the particulars of everything. I do know one of the important pieces that didn't happen was we didn't get Chris Simon that was a big part. And he was initially part of that thing, but uh, I think, uh, yeah, that was the one part that we didn't get back and we really could use a player like Chris. And then we went on to play with Chris. We were actually, yep. the three of us were on the same line. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah, the big boy, the big, the big boy could fight and he could score. He has, I think he had 29 he in, in Washington. He had- he had a lot of hands. He had, he had better hands than people give him credit for. Yeah, and, and he could fire it. And he got a lot. No one went really near him, which was probably a really, really good decision. Uh, I got to ask you about our fight, our first fight that we had, our only fight that we had that wasn't in, in, in maybe a locker room, joking around and wrestling. And you never knew how strong you were. By the way, uh, you you hurt me a few nights that I that I didn't let on. But uh, that's a story for another day. Our, our fight. My first year in Buffalo, probably your third year in the league. We fight in the old auditorium. Uh, I wasn't doing very well. Can I ask you one question? Why didn't you just continue to beat me up instead of kicking my legs out and punching my face to the ground? I was done with you, Bernie. That's enough. <laughs> you were done? That's it? I, I was done. It was, it was done. Just just enough. That was enough. That was enough. Just hit me a few times, get, get kicked out of the game, and, and move on. I couldn't believe some of the people that you you would you you'd go up against Char too. I, I never understood that. Yeah, All right, ahead. we're gonna finish here with the 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 Barney Five. The Barney Five. I'm gonna say a name. Say one word. Bobby Holik. 
Classic. Bobby Clark. Captain. Marcel Obu. Who? Marcel Obu. <laughs> Who? <laughs> <laughs> Brett Lindros. Brother. Matthew Barnaby. Uh, one word doesn't do it, Bernie. <laughs> I love you, one buddy. One word doesn't do it. You're a, di- you're a very dynamic person. Uh, one word doesn't do you justice. Oh, you're the man. You're the man. Have a great day. Thank you for this, Eric. Hockey Hall of Famer, Hart Trophy winner, six-time All-Star, 865 points, and one of the best guys to ever play the game. Thank you, Eric. I really appreciate it. No problem, Bernie. You take care. Eric Lindros. Uh, like I said, one, one of my favorites ever, ever to play the game, e- ever. I mean, if I was going to build a player, I said it before, I'm building Eric Lindros, 6'4", 240, could absolutely fly. His backhand was harder than my slap shot. He passed the puck so hard. I used to tell him, Eric, I like to use my sticks for a long time. Don't pass it so hard. Don't pass it so hard. You are crushing, crushing my sticks uh, the, the, the people are always going to say when they think of Eric Lindros, what an asshole. He didn't go to the Quebec Nordiques. He didn't want to go there. He didn't want to go to a town where I think, and this is, I, I, I was his roommate twice with, with the New York Rangers and, uh, obviously with the Dallas stars after, as he alluded to, but he, he didn't want to go to a place that was French speaking. And, and I played junior there. I'm in a different level than Eric, but he also wanted to maximize his, his earning potential. And I don't think he thought that he could maximize it in Quebec. And like he alluded to, he, he fucking hated Marcel Obu, the owner. Marcel Obu was, was, was not known as a great guy, not known as a great guy out there. And not a lot of people wanted to play for him, but these numbers, 760 games, 865 points, six time all-star. Hart Trophy winner, Hockey Hall of Famer, played in the Canada Cup, which is essentially the Olympics, right? It's the best on best. He played with Gretzky and Howardchuck and Lemieux. Messi. He played in that game, on that team, in that tournament, before he stepped on the ice as an NHL player at 18 years old. Like That's, that's fucking asinine. That's crazy. I think McDavid probably could do it. But at that time, it was, it was absolutely unheard of. And the number he did donate to research, I think it was from the, the, the research department in London, Ontario, Canada, was $5 million. $5 million of his own money. Pretty, pretty impressive uh, from Eric Lindros. Great roommate. I, I got to tell one story about Eric and myself in San Jose. And we stayed at the Fairmont. We had lost uh, that night to San Jose. I'm going to make up a number because I don't really remember what the score was. But let's say four to one. And we didn't really go to bars, like bar bars per se. And especially when you lose, you kind of kind of hide a little bit. So we went up to our room. And Mark Messier came. And guy, Chris Simon, he, he had talked about Rem Murray. Uh, for anyone that remembers Rem Murray, a great guy we, we had. We, we had traded for him, and then, then we had moved him. But we went up, and we started playing cards and ordered room service, and one thing led to another, and drinking began, and we were drinking a lot and talking about the game and playing cards and gambling. 
Well, we got a little out of hand. Got a little out of hand. And we wake up in the morning. Now, Eric, Eric doesn't know his own strength. So we had a couple too many pops. And Eric wants to start wrestling. I don't want to wrestle with Eric. I'm 188 pounds at the time. He's 240, 245. And he doesn't know his own strength. We start wrestling and we destroy our room. I mean destroy our room. We wake up in the morning. It's almost like the original hangover. Crap everywhere. I mean bottles and, oh, it, it, was, it, was, it was nasty. Broken bed from wrestling. Lights. And we go down to the Fairmont and we're, we're, we're thinking we're, we're in deep shit here. But we're going to take care of it. So I give him my credit card. I give him Eric's credit card. And we just say, hey, can you please just split up the damages in the room? Just split up the damages. Whatever they are, we're, we're going to pay for them. We're not, we're not running away from it. Yes, Mr. Barnaby, no problem at all. We'll, we'll take care of it. And I said, one other thing, our team could not know. Oh, absolutely. We, we'll, we'll take care of it. We don't think anything of it. We look at our visa transaction about a week and a half later. I think it was like $3,500 a piece. There was $7,000 damage, new carpet. It was, it was ugly. It was really ugly. But we're okay. We, we did it. Crime and punishment. You got you to gotta pay the piper. Well, about three, four days later, we get called into Glenn Sather, our GM's office. And we walk into the office and there's pictures all over his desk, probably 30 of them from every angle of the fucking room. And I just, my heart drops. My heart drops. And he goes, do you, do you guys mind asking? Do you mind me asking you guys, what the fuck went on in your room? And we started explaining that we played cards and drank a little bit and started wrestling. And just one thing led to another and wasn't a big, you know, we tried to take care of it. We didn't want him to know and, and we were paying for it. Uh, and we were sorry. And he goes, I coached the Oilers in the 80s, and they flooded hotel floors, and I never knew about it. That's how you do it. I said, we tried. Like, we tried. And he was more pissed off that there was, like, rye and whiskey bottles that were on the ground, like the little ones, the airplane ones, the one from the mini bar, because we drank that dry. And... He looked at us and he goes, who's drinking rye? Who's drinking whiskey? <laughs> and I, I just remember looking. We just traded Rem Murray about two and a half hours earlier, so he's gone. We both looked at each other and we were like, Rem Murray did it. Rem Murray. And he just looked at us like, you fuckers. <laughs> you fuckers. Now I can't do anything. So he goes, get out of my fucking office. And we walked out and obviously nothing else came of it. But pretty, pretty funny story. Uh, like I said, Great guy. I remember when I got when I got traded to New York from Tampa Bay, and I had yelled everything at Eric, everything about his family and his mom, and I'd ask him to fight and ask him if his if his mom would allow him to, and the things we yelled at each other, and he hated me when, when we fought. You can YouTube the fight. Uh, he's beat me up pretty good, and he just kicks my leg out. Like he said, he was done with Matthew Barnaby at the time, but. We battled so hard, but I'm going to leave with this. Uh, as much as I respect him as a hockey player, I would build him. He, he's, he's the ultimate player you want. Big, strong, fast, great hands, can score, can fight. He could have been the toughest guy of all time if he really wanted to, but he, the way he treated my kids, my kid Taylor and Matthew, uh, whether it was in New York and Dallas, we were roommates with both. 
they spent a lot of time with him. Uh, he is just a kind-hearted man, loves kids, loves people, loves the game of hockey, and uh, consider it a great honor to not only have been his teammate, played in the same era with him, but also uh, have been a friend and uh, got to know him so well. Love being at his Hall of Fame speech. Uh, one of one of the highlights of my career is being able to share that with him because uh, he truly deserved it. I know a lot of people thought maybe no, uh, but one of the greatest players of all time. I know he's in the top 100. He, he made that list. Uh, but to me, he changed the way hockey was changed. I, I want to go back. I said I was in Orange County, right? I said I was in Orange County. I fly a lot. And, and this just brings up a pet peeve as we're going along here. But can I ask why people on planes? I, I, I don't fucking understand it. First of all, why when you get onto a plane and they call your zone or whatever, like if you're number 25 in line, why not wait till the line gets down to like eight? Like why, why fucking stand with your luggage in a line of 25 and wait? Like a, a, like a herd of fucking cattle. Like honestly, you look stupid. Now, I'm the last guy to ever get on the plane. I know. If I'm in zone one or whatever, unless I'm southwest, then, then I'm, at the, I'm at the front. But these morons that I see just standing there, and, and maybe I'm on the opposite side. Maybe I should be somewhere in the middle. But what even drives me nuts even more, maybe because I travel so much. And coming to Orange County yesterday, it really hit me. When we're getting off the plane, Shouldn't the first row go and then the second row go and then the third row go and, and, and all the way down the line? Everyone just takes their... It, it, it's pretty easy. Why do the fucking idiots in row 25 want to rush up and get to row 18? So you get off two minutes earlier? If you have a connection, tell, tell the flight attendant. Tell the flight attendant. They will get you off first. It, it, it'll happen. But, but are you running because you have to take a shit? Are you like, where the fuck are you going? All you're doing is causing congestion and you fucking drive me crazy. I, I always bite my lip, but I go to get up and there's like nine people in, in my little area. Stay the fuck back. Wait for your row. Or when you're booking your ticket, book it in row one or two. So you don't have to fucking deal with that. Cause I don't want to deal with it. Just a pet peeve. And I'm on planes so much that I'm in airports so much. So fucking don't do it. Be better. Okay, it's that time. That time where we bring in probably the, the favorite part of every everyone's show, or of my show for everyone, I should say. Drambuie Island. Bring in my mom, Mama B. Let's, let, let's give her a call, see what's going on. I never thought I was going to do a podcast. I was very excited for it, but I, I never thought that I was going to share the spotlight. And when I say share the spotlight, give the spotlight, or her take it away from me. My mom. Sandra B., what's going on? Nothing much. It's a boring Monday morning. It is cold here. Boring Monday morning. I'm in Southern California. How cold is it up there? Well, it's oh, it's like a little bit free, almost freezing rain. Yeah, freezing rain? Mm-hmm. A little, little chilly? It's I had very to, damp. Yeah, I had to get out of Dodge. It was way too cold for me, and I'm way too pasty and white right now. Need a little bit of a tan. It's playoff weather, and I wasn't seeing playoff weather up in Canada, Mom. 
Oh, are you are you going to? Well, you're not any place where there's games, are you? Uh, no, Anaheim didn't make it. L.A. didn't make it. But I am going to make my way down to Vegas because I love being there last year. Going to go check out a game in the playoffs as long as it works out uh, and they're in town because they start the, the season on the road. I, I wanted to ask you, I, I want to get your predictions right off the hop. Wait a sec. Just give me a winner. I'm, I'm going to get your predictions for the for the playoffs right off the start because I know you're a big hockey fan. So just just give me the team. You don't have to give me the number of games. Uh, I'm just going to give you the the series and give me who you think's going to win. Okay, I'm going to write them down because on TSN, it's who I want to win. Yeah, who you want to win. All right. Yes, Toronto Maple Leafs. Well, let, let me go through all the. Let, let me go through all the. I know you're picking a Canadian team. I knew you're picking Winnipeg, Calgary, or Toronto. So you think you want Toronto to win the cup? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I want them to win, and if they don't win it, then the Jets. Then the Jets. Okay. So you want Toronto and the Jets. You you want Canadian. I know, I know how pro-Canadian you are. For, so for all those Americans out there listening, my mom is, uh, yeah, very, very Canadian, very pro-Canadian. That's okay. That's good. I want you to pick every series. So I'm going to give you the series. You pick it. On TSN, they have a monkey that just points to it, and they compare okay. it. So, so you're going to be my monkey, Okay. Okay. Okay, here we My go, Mom. You, you, you tell me. You tell me. Tampa Bay or Columbus? Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Okay, good pick. They're a pretty good team this year. Boston, Toronto. You're obviously picking Toronto. Toronto. Washington, Carolina. Washington. New York Islanders, Pittsburgh Penguins. Sidney Crosby Pittsburgh plays for them. Uh, you like Sid, don't you? Mm-hmm. Calgary, Colorado. Calgary. Calgary, all right. San Jose, Vegas. All those little Vegas. You, you know that? Those are disgusting. You, you ever? You, you've been to Vegas with me before, with the Bunch. kids. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. Remember seeing all the hookers on the side of the road? No, I don't remember that. You don't remember the girls that hand out your thing and they say, "Oh, me love you long time. You, you very strong man." For five hundred dollars, I remember. I, I come have date with you. Oh, there you go. You don't remember <laughs> them? No. No, I don't remember them, but that was that. Uh, the girl, the girl, on the main drag. Yeah, the girls with no clothes on. Oh, they maybe, give you handing maybe. out cards. Near those big hotels. Yeah, future, future, future. Yeah, Baggio, Bellagio. Yep, Bellagio, you got it. Whatever it is. Yeah, that's where Matthew almost. Uh, remember when he fell off the, the off the bed and we had to call nine one one and smashed his head. Right. Yeah. Right. Now we know what's wrong with him. Uh, Nashville, Dallas. Nashville, or Dallas. Uh, Nashville. How hot is Carrie Underwood, by the way? It's not my choice, maybe, but I'm, I'm picking who I think is better. I like that. How hot is Carrie Underwood? Am I? Would you pick Nashville? I, I'm picking Nashville. Yeah, I like Nashville. Yeah. Very tough building to play in. Dallas, not very deep. I'm, I'm asking, how hot is Carrie Underwood and Mike Fisher? How hard? I think they're pretty hot. Yeah, pretty hot couple. Mm-hmm. You like Mike Fisher? Did you like him a as a senator? You like him as a senator? I think they're a good couple. Yeah, they're a great couple. Really good couple. Last one, Winnipeg and St. Louis. I know which one you're picking. That is easy. Winnipeg. Winnipeg. Good job. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mark those down. We'll see uh, who does better. I'll, I'll, I'll take you out for a really nice dinner at Giovanni's if you beat me on this one. Okay, Mom? Oh, who have you picked? I'll, I'll, give, you, I'll give you my predictions later. I got Tampa Bay. I got Boston. Uh, Washington. You got Tampa Bay. Uh-huh. You got Boston above Toronto. What's the matter with you? Yeah, yeah well, they're the better team. Mom. Okay. They're the better team. Then I got Washington. Yeah. Did you ask me just what the fuck's wrong with me? Is that what you just said? Yeah, that you're not picking Toronto. Well, I I, I can't be pro Canadian, Mom. I have to I have to be an analyst. 
And now I, I, get, I, I get that. I have to give okay, my okay. I have to give my analysis. I hope Toronto beats Buffalo. I, beats Boston. I got New York Islanders over your Sidney Crosby Pittsburgh Penguins. Oh, you have? I do. I do. I don't think they're as good. No. No. Okay. No. All right. Then I got Calgary, Vegas, Nashville, Winnipeg. So we're all the same on the West, just two different okay. in the East. So we'll see who owes who dinner. Uh, I wanted to ask you. Uh, you, I, I'm. I'm People want to know stories, right? People want to know stories, and I, 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 I tell stories about myself when I played in the National Hockey League. I very rarely tell stories about my childhood, and I thought, who better than Mama B to tell a story? I, I'm going to give you a choice of three, okay? These are three right. of my favorite stories as a kid. There's a, there's a lot of them. As you know, I was a, maybe a little bit of a difficult kid. Um, You can tell the one either... Uh, my brother Brent dropping me off on the side of the road when I was 15 at 11 o'clock at night and making me walk uh, about 12 miles uh, with no cell phone because we didn't have cell phones back there. Or the illegal scavenger hunt when 25 hockey players got arrested. Let go. It was, it was a prank. It was a prank. But uh, we all did get arrested and we might have sang Jailhouse Rock. That could come out. Or you can tell... When you grounded me and the hockey bag story. So so the floor is all yours. Whichever one you want to uh, tell the public, uh, fire away. Okay. I remember the hockey bag story. I'm trying to remember how old you were, but I know you were playing for Mr. Sharon. I was fif- I was 16 years old. I don't think you were that old. I was six- 15 maybe? Uh, 15 or 16, yeah. Probably 15. Well, Probably fifteen. You did you play for him when you were fourteen? No, I did not. I played in Elmer. Okay, then, then you were. I, I was cut from that team. Thanks for bringing up uh, old memories, Mom. I got cut. No, two you years weren't in a row. cut from Chevron. Yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah, I got. I cut. don't remember that. I got cut the year before. Yeah, I remember I went to play for Bunny Larock, the late great oh, Bunny Larock. And you went back to Chevron. Correct. Yes. Okay. Anyway, this one day, uh, you had a friend over, a hockey buddy. From the team over Saturday uh, for the re- on the weekend Saturday night, and on Sunday he stayed in. Of course, he, uh, we were going to take both of you to your hockey game in Hall. I think it's a Sabaret. Yeah, yep, Sabaret. Yep, yeah, got it. Anyway, um, you were a monster that day. You were just so rude. You were acting out. You just would not listen to a word I said. You so were probably I, wrong. Finally, yeah. pardon? You were probably wrong. I was probably right. I don't think so. Anyway, I told you, you're not going tonight to the game. That's it. You are not going. You're, you're being very polite because I can guarantee you said you're fucking not going to the game tonight. That's what you would have said. I think I said that in front of that boy. Okay. Probably not. You, yeah, probably anyway, not Anyway, I said there. you're not going. That's it. So anyhow, uh, I went to Brett and I said, he's not going. That's it. I don't care. And I'll I'll go and bring the boy, and I'll um, I'll tell Mister Sherrod that he's not going because of me, and I'm uh, he's being punished. So that's fine. Um, at when things were going, you know, and uh, he didn't, you wouldn't eat supper. You were just, you know, being very obstinate. Yep. And uh, as usual, right? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But uh, sometimes. So you have to drive so the other kid to the game. Not, this, Pardon? You have to drive the other kid to the game, and you're going to talk to Coach Sharon. Yeah, no. I was going to go by myself because Brent said he was going to stay for the game, and I said, no, I'll come back and, and you know, get ready for work tomorrow morning. Yeah, Sunday so you took night. two separate cars, yep. Yeah. 
but I, I, I was, he was leaving a little bit earlier than me, Brett was. Yeah. Because you have to be there earlier than just before the game. So anyhow, that's fine. Um, you were in your room. And when last time I seen you, you were in your room and you were staying in your room. And I apologized to your friend, your little hockey buddy, that, you know, that it's because you're being punished and, uh, you're being a bad yeah, mom keeping yeah, me away from hockey. Yeah, you're you're being a bad fucking mom and keeping me from hockey. Go ahead. Anyway, that's fine. I I go. I go to the uh to the arena and I was just going down the hallway to where your dressing room was and I did not I was just going to knock at the door and ask to speak to Mr. Shamrock to if he'd come out to speak to me. I had something to say. I didn't even get a chance. You're as the team are coming out to go on the ice, this is what happened. You were, the team was coming out on the ice, and who was leading the team to go on the ice? Number nine. That's you. Number nine. You. Number nine. The captain. You. The captain. That's I right. I was just. I said, what are you doing here? Anyway, I thought I better not make a fool out of myself, so I shut my mouth, and I, of course I didn't speak to Mister Sharon. And what happened? I went. To, to see Brent then, and I was raging at Brent because he's the <laughs> one that took you. Yep. Uh, and he uh, apparently put you in your hockey bag, took your hockey stuff out, put you in your hockey bag. There was not enough room for the hockey equipment and you. So he put you in the bag, took you, and put you in the trunk until you got up the road in the country. We lived in the country then. So, and then he let you out and... And you proceeded to go to Hull, <laughs> uh, Sabaret Arena, and play your game. Two things, yes. And he, Two. I was so angry. I was angry at you, but then I got very angry with him. Yeah, it's all fucking Brent's fault. I agree with you. Yeah, my brother no, shouldn't No, it have... wasn't Brent's fault. at you, too. Well, and I, <laughs> I didn't even stay for the game. It, it was great. It was great. Here, two things. My brother did put me in the hockey bag. He brought another hockey bag and put it in the back seat, and then... Took, oh, I thought it was yours. Took took me and put me in the hockey bag, carried me, put me in the trunk till we got around the corner. And then, yes, I proceeded to play. You know what the best thing about that whole thing is, Mom? I had three goals and an assist that game. I was pretty fucking good. <laughs> I was, and I missed that game. You missed that game, and you were not happy when I get home. But, uh, yeah. No, you were, I was not happy with both of you. No, no, no. You were a bad There's mom. no sense to me. How do you punish a kid for being bad, you know, after you know it all day, and, and Brent's just... Takes it right out of your hands. I say, I, I say we blame Brent, but that's okay. Hey, I want to go on to, this was a very popular segment last week, and we got to play it again. Uh, Fuck, Kill, Mary. A uh, very good one with my mom. Fuck, Kill, Mary was a, a mainstay that they want. So I'm going to give you three names, Mom. And I just had what, Eric. What's the I, ones, I, what is the three? What, oh, just wait. Mary. Yeah, just wait one second. All right. Don't don't get too horny out there. I know you, you hear I'm the, not. Uh, don't, don't worry. Don't get there. All right. Come, don't worry. Listen to the question. Wait a sec. Okay. The game is fuck, kill, Mary. The names are, I just had I, Eric. Wait. Mom. three of them. Mom. Oh, kill. Mom. Kill. <laughs> Mom, listen to the question. <laughs> I haven't heard the question, but it's the three words, okay. right? It's fuck, kill, marry. You got to do one yeah. of them to each okay. of them. Okay, I just had Eric Lindros on. So Eric Lindros is one of them. Justin yeah. Trudeau is the other. And the yeah. third one is Angelina Jolie. So you have to fuck one, kill one, and marry one. Go ahead. Which one do you want to kill? 
Angelina. You want to kill Angelina? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Which one do you want to marry? Angelina, why did you kill Angelina, Mom? I love Angelina. You seen her eyes? I don't care. I don't love her. Oh my God, I love her. I I thought I'm glad you do. I don't I don't dislike her, but yeah, yeah, I'll I'll kill her. You're gonna kill Uh, her. Okay. I'd like to. um, Who do you want to marry? Who has more money, Lindros or Trudeau? I guess uh, Eric. You're gonna marry Eric? Yeah, yeah. And you're gonna fuck Justin Trudeau. Yes, he, I, I think he's gorgeous. You think Justin he's gorgeous? Trudeau. Okay. Yeah. Only mm-hmm. white man to make me moist. Hey? And, and Eric's got money. Eric's, Eric's got Eric's money. already married, but anyway, yeah. he can divorce and marry me. Yeah, he's going to divorce and marry you. Mom, you are the best. Great story. Um, again, you just uh, alluded to how bad a mom you were trying to keep me away from hockey. So you are going oh, to kill kill Angelina Jolie. You're going to marry, marry Eric Lindros, and you're going to fuck Justin Trudeau. Mom, I, I know you had... It. Yeah, I picked three good ones. You picked three good ones. I love you. Have a, have a great day, and I, uh, and I will talk to you soon. Enjoy the playoffs. Okay, then. You have a good day, too. Bye, Drambuie Island. Little vagina woman. Okay, there she is. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's my mom. She is the best. Yep, she's taken down uh, Justin Trudeau. She loves Justin Trudeau. She's a social worker, so she's so left-wing too, so that plays right up her alley. Eric has money, a boatload of money. Not a bad-looking guy either, my former roommate. I'm very, very upset she's going to kill Angelina Jolie. That's the one. Oh, what a great show. Uh, I want to thank Eric Lindros, first of all. Uh, One of my favorite guys to ever play. Like I said, Hart Trophy winner, uh, Olympian, uh, Hockey Hall of Famer. Uh, his resume uh, speaks for itself, but uh, more than that, just a, a, a tremendous human being. And, and everyone has opinions on certain people. And until here, here's what I always say: judge someone on on how they treat you, not not what you hear. Um, what they do to other people. So, Eric, thank you. Thank you for coming on. One of the classiest guys that I ever played with. One of the best roommates I ever played with. Thank you, Mom, uh, for playing along. She's been not feeling well, so uh, she sounds good today. Must be into, uh, as uh, as Kami, uh, Mike Commodore would say, must be in one uh, right now. Hope everyone enjoys the playoffs. Um, it is that time of year. Playoffs! Opinion that sucked. What's that? Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. I love Jim Mora when uh, when the Detroit Lions were not getting in, and him with his rant. Uh, just 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 a great time of year, though. Playoffs are what it's all about. This is what hockey players dream of. We're gonna have Stanley Cup champion in a couple of months. Uh, I'm gonna leave you with one story, uh, just with uh, my 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 buddy Eric Lindros. I used to yell at him all the time from the bench, especially when I was in Buffalo. I mean, scream at him from the bench. And I would mock him, and we all know the stories with his parents and all of that along the way, who I, I, I really like. I, I really got to enjoy Carl and Bonnie uh, from a different side when I was with the New York Rangers and around them a lot. But I used to use yell at Eric, and he beat me up the first time, like I said, YouTube it. Uh, but I used to always yell, Eric, let's go. Let's fight. I, I, I want a piece. And he'd just look over at me and I'd say, ask Bonnie. Do you have to ask mommy if it's okay if she fights? And he would just look at me like he was going to fucking kill me. Thank God we never fought again because he is one of the, he could have been the toughest guy ever to play if he was just a heavyweight. 
uh, but certainly did a lot more than that, scoring 860 points in the National Hockey League. Like I said, Hall of Famer and all-around good guy. Thank you, everyone. I hope everyone enjoys the playoffs, has a great week. Again, you can follow me on Twitter at MattBarnaby3636, Instagram, MattBarnaby3636, my radio show, 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Sirius XM NHL Network, Channel 91. And also, uh, blogs and the podcast will be on DeanBlundell.com. Have a great few days. We will talk soon. More playoff hockey, and you are going to love my guests, why I'm in California. Maybe one from Vegas. Maybe one from Los Angeles. I'm going to have a great week. I quote to leave you guys with this week, since we are in playoff time. Pretty fitting. If you're not first, you're last. Famous words, Ricky Bobby. Bye. Gene, if you ain't first, you're last. You know, you know what I'm talking about? That phrase is trademarked not to use it as a tradition of Ricky Bobby. Ain't.